You are listening to Your First 100K, the number one podcast for Christian entrepreneurs, coaches, and business owners who want time freedom and financial freedom so that they can provide for their families, travel the world, and give back to the less fortunate. If that's you, then sit back and stay tuned in because you're in the right place. I'm your host, Joseph Warren. I started my first multi-million dollar business at age 19 and wasted away my 20s trying to find happiness through money, success, and pleasure. I made millions, but I still didn't feel happy or fulfilled until I learned the real secrets of success. So the big question is this, how can Christian entrepreneurs like us who didn't give up on our dreams build a highly profitable six to seven figure business without being unethical, doing it all ourselves and neglecting our family and our faith? Well, that is the question. And this podcast will give you the solutions and strategies you've been looking for. Thanks for spending time with me today. If you're new here, then welcome. I have a free 10-day training waiting for you over at first100k.com. Again, go to first100k.com to grab your free 10-day training. Are you a dad over 40? Are you overeating, overdrinking, or failing your family? Brother, if you're overweight, watching porn, or drinking more than once a week, then listen up. If you're struggling in your marriage or finances, you've lost your power as a man. What's even worse is that other men can smell weakness on you. When a man lacks confidence, he stinks of weakness. People could smell it on him a mile away. People and opportunities will avoid him because he's carrying a deadly disease called powerlessness. Remember back when you used to feel invincible, you were in your power, when you were unstoppable, back when you were the man? But how do you feel now, brother? Are you tired all the time, unmotivated, stressed, worried about the future? So what the heck changed? What happened to you? I'll tell you, you became undisciplined. You've been slipping for years, haven't you? You eat like crap, you half-ass your workouts, your health is slipping, your finances are slipping, your marriage is slipping, your parenting is slipping, your confidence is slipping. A pile of slips leads men to a big fall. How do I know? Because I'm you, brother. You are me, I am you. Brother, you're out of power. I'm in my power. Let me help you get your power back. Apply for our Shredded Fathers Brotherhood where husbands, dads, and businessmen over age 40 are getting shredded and staying ripped for life. Go to shreddedfathers.com. Limited spots are available. Brother, your wife and kids are waiting for you to step up and lead them. Brother, wake up. Move. Today, my featured guest is Chris Knutson. He's a published author, university instructor, inventor, renowned consultant. He's going to tell us more about that today. I'm interested in talking about marketing. Why? Because Startup Nation, you suck at it. Let's just be real. You suck at it, right? Most of us just, we're terrible at marketing ourselves. Like you could go work for someone else, right? And you've done the corporate nine to five, most of you, before you went out on your own. And like you were really good, for the most part, at telling others about the company you worked for and the product and how awesome it was and how you get to be a part of it. And you had no problem with that. But then when it, you jumped out on your own, you made that leap of faith, all of a sudden you freaking choke up and you can't even talk like any basic English utterance 
about your own product. Like you just jam up and you got like sewage mouth. What is that? Why do we do that, people? Why do we do that? All right, so we're here with an expert. I believe Chris is going to help us with your marketing. So listen up and go get a pen and paper. If you're driving, pull over the car and grab a pen and paper because this is important. Listen up. This is what you've been looking for. Chris, I believe you're going to deliver. I just put all that pressure on you, so you better show up or I'm going to light you up. And, uh, you know, you've done a lot more other things. People can find that in your bio and the show notes and your websites and all that stuff. But we're here for them. We're here for them. We're not here to promote you, right? And if you show up with that amazing value that gets that person to clearly be able to present and market out in their specific niche and stand out from all the competitors and all the noise by tomorrow at 5 p.m., like you're going to be the hero. Do you want to be the hero, Chris? Yeah, I try to be the hero every single day on this topic, by the way. So it's uh, and it's something that I'm really passionate about, something I know a lot about. Um, it, it, and I'm and I'm you, look, you can throw me out there and be like, hey, man, this guy's going to tell you I'm happy to talk about this. This is my favorite topic, actually. So, um, I mean, we showed up initially because we got introduced through the fact that I wrote a book about consulting. Right. But if it's like if you got this big audience of uh of people who are especially small business owners who as you said suck at marketing they're like hey how do i break through all the noise let's get into it because uh i can tell you exactly how to do that all right let's go let's go listen i think it's the number one problem man sales is second right if you can't even get people on the sales call like why are you focused on the sales like you got to get leads man so we all suck at getting leads, right? That's the bottom line. There's a few outliers out there, but they're not listening to my show, okay? <laughs> this is for everybody else. For all of us human folks, right? And uh, Chris is from Utah. For all you utopians. That's a good word for that. Yeah. All right, Chris, let's get it, man. Um, before we get into it, uh, just share something personal about you that very few people in your business life actually know. Um, very few people in my business life. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of a newly, uh, new best-selling author, if you will, at least in terms of, uh, writing nonfiction. So, um, uh, and there's not a lot of people that know that about me yet because it's so new. It just happened this month. Right. So it's like, um, not a lot of people know that about me, but I've got, I'm married. I've got four kids. I'm kind of like your everyday guy. Right. So, um, grew up in Oregon and, I uh, didn't have a, a, path to where I, I guess I should say as a kid, I mean, I think this is probably true for everybody. Like you just don't know where you're going to end up. Right. And I've ended up in a really good place. And, um, I think when I was a kid, I wanted to be a truck driver. Like I just wanted to drive, uh, 18 wheel semi trucks. I thought it looked really cool. And, uh, today I run an agency and I'm an author and I do all kinds of other things. And that's the course that life takes you on. Right. So, um, what you think you're going to do and what you plan to do, um, as an 18 year old is very different when you're a 50 year old. Right. So that's, uh, (laughs) that's life. Um, and I, I think a lot of things I've fallen backwards into. Right. And, um, I'm just naturally inquisitive. And, and I think that that natural being naturally inquisitive is what makes me successful as a marketer because I want to dig in and I want to find out what really works. Right. So I want to get to the bottom of the source of what is that one thing that you need to do to really go and make, make, uh, make whatever marketing campaign you're doing, whether it's for lead generation, whether you're selling product, whatever it may be, what is that thing that's going to make it go work? Amen to that, bro. All right. So in my opinion, what stood out to me in your bio, because I read all these bios all day long and they're all the same, right? They're just all the same, right? So what stood out to me was 
one one company, Purple Mattress. Yeah. Right. And I've seen their advertisements over the years. And like I said earlier, you know, it just seems like they stood out in the marketplace. Like, who's this this mattress company called Purple? And all of a sudden it just they're making mattresses look cool. Like and I actually want one, but I don't need one. Why is that? Why are they playing with my emotions? Why are they so good at that? And you were the chief marketing officer there. So uh-huh. you you really took the lead and that was your brainchild uh, as far as that marketing campaign that did so well, was so successful. So I just want to hear about that just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like what, when you came into that project, you're like, oh, a mattress company. Yay, that's not boring at all, right? And you're like, what, what's going through your head? Immediately, you probably come into a, a new client and you're like, okay, here's what I see. Here's what I see. And you envision the right the whole campaign and you're just like that guy and the light bulbs are going off. So yeah. what did you immediately see that they weren't doing where you can really uh, you know, leverage them and get them out into the marketplace in a completely unique way? I came to Purple before it ever existed. I, I mean, it was an idea. And the company that had built the Purple Mattress had a really nice licensing business. And they invested a lot of money into a machine, a couple million dollars into a machine that could do uh, injection of this gel into a mold that would create the gel layer for the actual mattress. So if you sleep on a mattress, there's a very big machine called the Mattress Max, and it it creates that layer that you're sleeping on top of. It's the manufacturing implement for that. And they had spent many years building that device and perfecting that device. And uh, I got a call one day. It's kind of funny because what you just said, Joseph, was exactly right. I got this call one day from, um, I have a lot of people in like, well, let's call it the venture capital private equity community that call me because they're like, hey, I've got a company we've invested in and they need help. And uh, and so I got a call one Friday afternoon from a guy that was sending me a lot of business. He was in, a, in venture capital. He was a VC guy that was sending me a lot of business. And he said, hey, this is going to be a weird one for you, but um, I'm just I'm really more than anything. I, I'm wondering if you can do this as a favor to me because it's my uncle. And he's like, can you go meet with these guys? They want to sell this mattress online. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, you got to be kidding me. This sounds like the stupidest thing on planet Earth. Right. And so literally as a favor to this guy, um, I went and did this uh, did this meeting and um, I was totally unimpressed uh, when I first met with the team and first saw uh, what they were working on. And they said to me, they said, Hey, look, you just kind of need to go investigate the industry. You need to see what's happening in the mattress industry because direct to consumer mattresses are on the rise. And we're on the front of that, of that tsunami. And it's like, they're like, go investigate this company, Casper, for example, go, go, go look at Casper, how much money they've raised and what they're doing. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll go take a look at it and I'll come back to you guys and, and let you know my thoughts. And sure enough, when I went out and investigated that industry in 2015, it was really new. I mean, it was like, I think there were probably 15 direct consumer mattresses companies at the time. And Casper was the 800 pound uh, gorilla. And this is a really important lesson too for, uh, for the, for the listeners here, Joseph, because it comes back to, I think what you're talking about, like, Hey, sometimes we kind of suck at marketing and this, there's some reasons why we suck at marketing. Um, All of these companies were building the exact same mattress, which was basically a three layer foam mattress with a really nice cover on it. And their cost of goods sold would be anywhere around $200. Let's call it 200 bucks. And they were selling it for a thousand bucks, right? And that's what the industry looked like at the time. And it was really simple. I mean, people think about a mattress and they think, oh, it's kind of complicated. Maybe it looks like it's hard to build because it's big, but it's not. Mattresses are very easy to manufacture. And so when I looked at the space and then I looked at purple and I'm like, wait a minute, and this is gonna be an important part. 
wait a minute, we have a key differentiator here. We have a core competitive advantage. We have something extremely interesting to go talk about that all of these other guys, Casper, Tuft and Needle, Layla, you know, these guys that were out there at the time did not have. And so the marketing strategy for me became very clear, very quickly, which was we're going to go out and we're going to exploit the fact that we have this really cool competitive advantage and we've got this benefit and feature in our product that none of these other guys have. And um, uh, and that's how we're going to go take down the market. And our goal is going to be to destroy Casper, which ultimately we did. And um, so the, the, the implement for that strategy was uh, to build compelling video and to take that compelling video out into social media to get awareness around this differentiator that this mattress has and to drive sales, right? Um, at the time in 2015, the social media was the wild west, which sounds kind of weird to say right now because we're only in 2023, it's only eight years later. Um, and we actually launched in 2016. So it was only like seven years ago. So to create a video that was viral and got viral from like, like it got a really good viral coefficient from uh, from like organic reach was, it was hard, but it, if you follow the formula for direct response and you built a compelling and funny video, you got you got virality out of that. Now the, the platforms woke up later and they said, uh, why are we giving people virality? They should be paying for that. So that's why you, when you hear of a viral video nowadays, it's usually purchase placement, right? So, um, but back then it was the wild west. I mean, we would, we were like, what's the cheapest view that we can get on YouTube? Oh, a penny? We'll take it, right? We'll take a penny view. And our acquisition costs on a thousand dollar mattress were a couple hundred dollars. And that was totally, um, totally acceptable from an acquisition cost standpoint. Um, but the really important message there is we built really, we took a cool product. It was very much differentiated. We built really compelling messaging and marketing around that product. And then we totally leveraged the, the social media channels to get awareness out there. And that's how you go. I mean, the first year was $65 million in 2016. Purple did $65 million. This year, they'll do about $600 million. Um, I think at their peak uh, in 20, I think they did close to $800 million. Um, and they're a publicly traded company right now. Now their stock's in the toilet, but um, because the mattress space is in recession. But um, but the company's been extremely successful because they followed this, uh, what I'm going to call like a very simple, straightforward, there's no trick to it. Uh, they just executed extremely well on the marketing strategy. All right. So that's a powerful story, Startup Nation. And immediately you're thinking, well, that was back then. And how do I do it now? And ah. every time I try it, it doesn't work for my business. Yeah. And I don't have that huge budget, right, to pay to play. So what can I do right now, Chris, as, say, a coach who's breaking out, right? Maybe I'm a health and fitness coach or some other kind of coach or a consultant, and I want to get my name out there. And I believe I do have a unique uh, selling proposition, right, that just stands out from all the other coaches. I'm doing it differently, and it's not just I'm different. That's why you should hire me. It's like, no, I do have this core feature that completely is different than everybody else, but nobody wants to hear about the feature. They want to hear about how the feature benefits them, right? So like, what do they do? Yeah, this is a great question because I have some really good news for your listeners. That And that is this, that the thing that we went and spent a ton of money on in 2016 is not what you would do today. And what you would do today is extremely cost effective and has a really positive outcome. And so backing up into 2016, 
we spent um if you go look on if you go just go search purple goldilocks video on youtube and you're going to get a video that's about five minutes long it's the it's a famous video it has several billion views on it um you'll see a lot of different like between all platforms it has about two billion or three billion views on this video that video cost us three hundred thousand dollars to produce and it was a highly produced like high quality uh video and we just took that video and we shoved it everywhere we could put it now at the time the consumers were consuming that type of long-form advertising content right when when COVID hit that changed when COVID hit consumers uh tended to trend more towards short form um user generated type of content so if i were to launch purple today i would not do it the same way that we did in 2016 because what we know today is effective is actually the opposite of what we did in 2016. So now let's let, let let's let's um let's spell that out for the the listeners because this is really good news for the listeners. User generated content is content that you're building on your iPhone, okay? And you you don't need to go hire a production company, you don't need to go buy an $80,000 red camera, you don't need to do all those types of things. You just need to show your compelling competitive advantage on the device that you use in your hand all day long which is a great video camera right this is a we use this all the time for doing videos now like we have the big nice cameras but we did a shoot on friday where we used this this was all we used for the shoot was our iphones okay and the device when you shoot it we call this user generated content okay user generated content and if you're the founder of a company and you have a really cool product and you're like, I don't know how to go get the message out about this, what you do is you start learning how to use the video features in your iPhone and it's not that hard to do, right? So um, go learn how to shoot and do it in your iPhone. Go look at and look at a bunch of the different type of advertising. You can go to YouTube and you can search in user-generated ad ideas or examples and you're gonna get a billion of them that are gonna pop up. And so this is the thing that's awesome about the internet is all of the best practices are literally right there. And half the time when you're on platforms like TikTok or Instagram, you're seeing user-generated content that's extremely effective uh, because companies will only spend in those advertising channels if their videos are working. So the videos you're usually seeing are videos that are performing really well. So go learn from those videos and see what those companies are building on their iPhones and then apply that to your product or your service and start making your own user-generated content or videos. That's going to cost you nothing to build. That's not going to cost you $300,000. It's probably not even going to cost you $1,000 to build that video. You can just build really cool video with an iPhone. And then you got to start getting it out there on the social platforms. Now, how do you do that effectively? Uh, obviously, organic is a great way to go. But if you have any type of a budget, even $1,000 a month, where you can start working and paying for placement, paying for advertising placement on the on, on the platforms like, like Meta, Instagram, Facebook, those those types of platforms, um, that's where you're going to get the ultimately the biggest bang for your buck is, is going and buying placement inside of those platforms to spread your word. Um, there's a lot of intricacies to that, nuances to effective um, uh, media buying in that regard. So if you have the budget, I go work with an agency or if you know how to buy that, that's, that's awesome. You just need to create really cool content. But um, the good news is this and kind of the concluding thought on this, this component is Look, you don't have to go spend tens of thousands, millions, thousands of dollars on on video. Just make it with your phone and make cool content. And there's really good examples of how to do that on the internet. And uh, it doesn't cost you anything. It doesn't cost you anything to do that. And so um, it, the 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 platforms as they operate now on the iPhone have leveled the playing field 
and have allowed you to be able to create content to go compete with your with anybody really okay i heard you now i want to ask you to get personal for a moment yeah and i want to use an actual example because we learn through stories right an example so if you were going out right now marketing your own services as a consultant newbie right like mm -hmm. you had all this experience and you're branching out on your own like what would you do in your video, what would you showcase? Yep. Because it's one thing, hey, I got, I got a fancy iPhone, right? The latest one, and it's got all the camera features, but then my content is boring, terrible. Nobody wants to watch it. Like, what would you put? Is there an actual video formula? Real yes. simple for us normal people from Utah that we can just jump in and be like, bing, bada, boo, and we knock this thing out and then we do another video with the same formula. We do another video with the same formula. What what would you do to market yourself right now? So what would be, let me break this up. What would be your unique uh, feature for your consultancy as a consultant that you would market if you were going out to market yourself? And then what's the formula you would use in your video? So this is a great question. Um, and there's a very uh, proven formula for this that's important for your listeners to understand. I did not invent this formula. In fact, I think Ogilvy invented this formula, which is the formula for direct response advertising. And that is this, it is problem, solution, benefit, benefit, call to action. Okay, so you're starting with the problem. So I'm gonna use this example as a company that, that uh, I'm working with right now because I have ownership in this business. And so it, to, your, to your question, Joseph, it's like, well, what would you do? I'm like, well, no, this is like a real world example, right? So we're working with a medical devices company that's called Sonique, okay? And Sonique is a medical device that uses ultrasonic waves to permanently destroy fat cells, okay? Which is a really cool technology. It just got FDA approval last year. So if you do a Sonique procedure, which is basically, if you had an ultrasound done before, it's just like an ultrasound, and they run the ultrasound over your stomach in about a 40 minute procedure, you're going to lose an inch of fat off of your belly. Okay. So it's a very cool, very compelling product, right? So we've been making a lot of interesting video for Sonique and the strategy that we're following to talk about its really cool competitive advantage because there's no other technology currently in the medical spa, plastic surgery, dermatology space that does this. All of those procedures are the problem. So let's talk about that. So if you want to lose weight today, there's a lot of ways you can do it. You can do pills. You can take Ozempec, which is a new, um, really interesting uh, drug that's on the market. It's FDA approved, but it's a drug, right? We don't know what the long-term effects are going to be of that drug. There's things like uh, surgery, uh, including liposuction, but that's a procedure. You have to have a doctor perform that procedure. There's typically cutting or puncturing that occurs with that type of weight loss procedure, right? So we have all those types of things that we do in weight loss. Well, Sonique has none of that. Sonique doesn't require surgery, it's not a surgical procedure, it's not medication, it's not a chemical, there's no cutting required, there's no numbing agent that's employed uh, in the procedure. You're literally laying there and you're just having an ultrasound that's run across your stomach. So that is the solution, is that it's a pain-free solution to weight loss where all the, or or I should say a proven, also a proven weight loss procedure where the on the problem side, all those other things that I was just talking about, they've got all of their issues, right? So geez, pain, you know, you, you have all these problems with weight loss. Now you have Sonique as the solution, pain-free, drug-free uh, type of weight loss procedure. And the benefits are you're permanently losing 
an inch of fat every time that you you do the procedure it destroys the fat cell liquefies it so it's uh, in the case of some drugs, all they're doing is shrinking the fat cell. This is permanently destroying the fat cell and it's pain free, right? It's pain free. It's FDA approved. So there's all these really cool benefits I can add in there. And then the offer out the back end is you can do your first procedure of Sonique for 50% off. Okay. That's the call to action. So call us today because there's a 50% off on your first procedure to come in and let us prove it to you. And it comes with a guarantee. You are guaranteed to lose one inch on that first procedure or your money back, okay? So that's a really good example of employing this direct response model of problem, solution, benefits, and then call to action. Um, look, if you could come in and you could lose an inch of, of fat off your belly and it was pain-free, it was uh, FDA approved, it uh, didn't require surgery, um, it wasn't a medication that was unproven, and if it doesn't work for you, you're going to get your money back. Would you do it? I think you would do it. I think a lot of your listeners would do it, right? And so this is employing, this is how we're employing the direct response model with video in particular, because we're using the video as part of the prove it for this type of weight loss procedure. And it's exactly how you want to follow this model. You know what I like? That was some good marketing because you're just marketing your client on my show. <laughs> and now everybody listening is like, oh my goodness, I yeah. can get one inch of belly fat off and I don't got to do any work, any effort. Oh my gosh, I'm going for it, right? Pretty cool, huh? I mean, it sounds too good to be true, so dot, dot, dot. Yeah, if it sounds too good to be true, come and do it because if it doesn't work for you, which it will, <laughs> guess what? You get all your money back. You get all your money back. So what do you have? There's no risk. We're removing the risk for you to come find out if it's actually too good to be true. And the only thing you lose is your fat. Come on. Yes. People. Look at this guy. Chris. Exactly. Always be marketing, buddy. Always, always be, be marketing. marketing. Yeah. So that right. that is a really good example of how we're employing that model of direct response um, with a very cool product that has a very unique value proposition. And it's also validated, right? It, we already know it works. There's a hundred clinics in the United States right now that are doing Sonique. So we already know that it works. The FDA has cleared the product, right? There's all those really cool things that we can add on top of that there that just provide the validation that the consumer needs to look at and go, geez, I think I need to go give that a try. Yeah, that was a compelling argument, the way you stack that. So I'd like you, if you're willing, because half the audience is like, yeah, I, I got a product. Uh, man, that was just great the way you walked me through that. I could do that for my own. The other half are coaches and they're like, I am the product. I am a person. Like, yeah. how do I do that for me? So I'd like you to give example number two, going back to my original question that you dodged. I caught that, <laughs> right? Like, how would you market yourself right now as a coach or consultant? And, uh, and I love that just, question. Just run through the, that formula. You have to differentiate the same way as a coach or a consultant, right? You have to you have to show that you're a success and you have to have other people telling you that you're a success and not you. I don't believe you, right? I, if you're telling me, just like I don't believe, I don't believe um, Sonique telling me that I can lose an inch of fat, we're employing user-generated content of people who've been through the procedure to say, Hey, this actually worked for me, right? You need the same thing as a coach or a consultant. You need other people helping you tell your story because I don't believe you if you're the brand. And as a coach or a consultant, you are the brand, right? So how did I do this for myself, right? And, the, the, and, and so I've noticed this or seen this for a long time. I've had successes like the success with Purple. And I actually think Sonique is about to be that next kind of purple size success that's going to come into my world. But I used a book. 
And this isn't something I invented. I used a book to bring legitimacy to myself as the product, as a consultant, right? So not only did I bring and write the book because I wanted to say, hey, here's the book and here's everything out of my brain that I know about this world of consulting and coaching and everything else and put it into a book. But I worked very hard to make sure that that book was also a bestseller so that I could say to um, anybody, I could say, well, yeah, I wrote a book, but it's also a Wall Street Journal bestselling uh, book, right? I've sold tens of thousands of copies of this book and it's a bestseller. That's the type of legitimacy that you need. And in this space, I think that's where you differentiate is on that level of um, on that level of marketing. I wrote the book with the with it being in mind that I was going to give the consumer or the, the reader a lot of information that's extremely valuable. However, I also wrote it to to increase my own legitimacy and to build my own brand. And so that's a that's a big way that that I'm accomplishing or I'm hoping to accomplish. Joseph, what you're asking is. How do I set myself apart as a consultant? It's let other people tell the story for you, right? That's because they're only going to believe the other people. But then you got to do things that build your brand and build the legitimacy. And writing a book is no small task. It took me several years to do it. And so it sounds daunting. But look, if you're in this for the long run and you're going to do it, guess what? You should sit down and start writing that book because that's how you're going to get that legitimacy. Okay. I like it. It's solid. It's not original, but I get it. No. How yeah, would you do it? Sure. I'm, I'm, I'm pushing here, man. I'm digging with you, bro. I'm dig we're digging together, man. We're, we're mining gold for my audience. So I'm going to ask you, how would you market yourself now as a coach slash consultant? Had you not gone the book route? Yeah. Just, the way just that we based on your, your, your product or service or benefit that you give to your, your customer that stands out from others. Yeah, the, it always starts with, um, you got to back up into, okay, I started coaching and consulting 13 years ago. And um, you have to build a reputation. I mean, it doesn't come overnight, right? So when, when I got the purple in 2015, I had a reputation that I had built as someone that knew that what he was talking about, had other people that I could point to and say, go talk to that person. They'll tell you that I know what I'm talking about. Right. Which I think the guys at Purple actually did. They're like, yeah, we want to talk to somebody that's worked with you before and we want to hear how you you influence their business. Right. The only way to do it and to do it correctly and to get yourself big is to be legitimate and go take on really big projects and do hard things that other people can't do. And then other people are going to talk about you for you. Right. So there's a starting off jumping off point um, that you have to go through. And it may take for me, I think it took about five years to get through that world of working with a lot of different um, a lot of different clients to build up that legitimacy. And then once I did purple and I earned that reputation there, my phone actually rang, right? It went from me calling people or presenting to people why they should work with me to people calling me saying, hey, you were the guy that did purple. Okay, I wanna work with you. And even seven years later, eight years later, my phone still rings from that, right? Cause it was a massive win. And, uh, and so I've only been very much benefited from that entire situation. But it was, I, I think that's the biggest thing is that switchover point from me going out and doing my own marketing and trying to get out there and find those people, which you have to do in those first years as you're out there being a coach and a consultant to having a big enough impact in your industry that people are then calling you. And when you hit that point where the people are then calling you, you're, you're going to get a lot more. At that point, your brand has taken on like a life of its own and you it goes a little bit more ballistic on its own but man, building the rocket and all the other work that you have to do to launch that thing, 
Like if you put in the work and you invest in it and it's stuff like writing the book too, I should have written a book a long time ago, honestly. Um, but it's doing all that type of brand building work and being a legitimate consultant, not being a jackass, frankly, sorry, I shouldn't swear. Um, but, you know, going out there and doing it correctly, right. In the world and not being a poser or like a wannabe, like coach or consultant, be legitimate. And when you're legitimate, because there's so many phonies out there, like business will just come to you because people are tired of the phonies and the fakes and consulting kind of has a bad rap and coaching has a bad rap that kind of comes with it. And that's because of the phonies and the fakes that are out there. So if you're a legitimate, real coach and consultant, guess what? You're going to win all day long. You just have to employ that model of getting your name out there. And we talked about a couple of those things on, on the podcast today. All right, Startup Nation, there is no way to get around the basic truth and fact that you got to do the effing work and you got to create transformation for your clients. Yes. Period. Yeah, and it's and in some cases, the thing that's incredible about that, it might only be one incremental degree better than what they're currently doing. But people will look at like, you don't have to completely transform a business overnight and turn it into something that nobody ever thought it would be. I'm talking about incremental improvement. You go one or two degrees of incremental improvement over what they were able to do themselves. Guess what? You're a hero if you can do that. So you got to think about it in those terms of incremental improvement rather than, oh, how do I walk in and take this thing and turn? I mean, I did that on purple, but you don't generally do that. Honestly, it's incremental improvement that you generally see in consulting and coaching. That's And as you're continually improving there, then ultimately you see uh, over the long term, you see this really big result that comes out of it, but it's not overnight. So I agree. Startup Nation, I want you to look at your current clients right now or your past clients and ask yourself one simple question. How can I help them win more this week? How can I help them win more this week? Get a bigger transformation. Get even greater results. Stop focusing on what you can get from them. Get from them and start focusing on what can you get, help them get, right? What else can you help them get and win in a different area of their life or even more, 1% more in their, that area of your life? I used to be such a selfish coach. I was all about like how much can I make and the transaction and all that stuff. And when I finally got away from that and I'm just literally obsessing on, okay, how do I help my clients win more? 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 Like I'm constantly, I don't run out of new ideas. Like it's constantly because it's a selfless act of creation. Like you're creating value for the other person, right? And it's just authentically of service, right, to others. So go ahead. I was just going to say, you're 100% right. When you focus on what you're talking about focusing on, guess what? The money will just naturally follow with it. And so, um, and it sounds like that's where you went. And I bet the money followed along was like, oh, okay, now actually I'm making more money because you focused on them and their problems, their needs. And I talk about this in the book. The book's called Trust Me, I'm a Consultant. I'm not sure if I actually mentioned that, but in Trust Me, I'm a Consultant, I talk about uh, being a break glass in case of emergency guy, right? So it's like, you're so valuable. Like when they have a problem or they have a, a need, you're the person where they're breaking the glass and pulling the thing down and the alarm bells go off because you're so valuable to them in that regard. Um, if you achieve that level with your clients and your and, and, and the people that you're coaching, right? You will never want for work. You will never want for work. You will always have a job. And by J-O-B, I mean consulting clients and all that type of stuff, coaching people to coach with and all that. 
And then you don't have to get a real job, right? Because that's what we're trying not to do here is get a real job. I don't want a real job. Real jobs suck. So I'm, I want to be that break glass in case of emergency guy. And that's what we try to be in the world that we're in right now. And because we are that, we get to have the, the luxury and the comfort of self-employment. I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us exactly. kid. Right? Like, we don't want to grow up. Right? I just want to get paid to play with my toys. Yes. Right? I get it. All right. We've been speaking with Chris Knutson. He's from Knudsen, U- yeah. Knudsen. Thank you. He's from Utah. And, uh, you know, I think he, he delivered. What do you think, Startup Nation? I hope, I hope Joseph. I hope. Well, if, if listen, if you don't think he delivered, go to the show notes, find his home address, send him <laughs> some stuff. I'm kidding. It's not actually there. But, like, if you think he delivered and you want to thank him personally, reach out to him. He's going to tell you how in a moment. But before we do, Chris, welcome to my favorite part of the show. Welcome to the Hustle Round. We're going to ask you 10 quick-fire questions. You'll have around three three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun. It's like a game show without the prizes. Are you ready? Awesome. Let's do it. What's your favorite thing about owning your own business? Freedom. Time. Time and freedom. What's your least favorite thing? Uh, Accounting. Yeah. I believe we're all struggling or challenged with something at any given moment of our life. What What are you currently uh, wrestling with right now, in, uh, either professionally or personally? Uh, I would say just uh, being healthy, right? Um, uh, stress management. Yeah, for sure, dude. What are you mm-hmm. most afraid of? Uh, I'm most afraid of uh, succumbing to fear. Yeah. I'm afraid of fear. That's kind of funny. I'm afraid of fear. Yeah. Redundant. What did you spend way too much time doing your first year in this business? Uh, I spent way too much time being afraid. And uh, the modality for fear is work. Go do something. (laughs) That's it, right? Get out of that pit. Yes. All right. What secret fear do you have about people? Uh, Agendas. What are their real agendas? Yep. Got it. What do you wish you had learned sooner in business? Uh, I wish I would have learned sooner. Uh, I'm going to say to be careful of the advice that I take. Yes, yes, yes. Make sure I'm taking it from the right people. Amen to that. Only take advice, Startup Nation, for people that are where you want to be or are who you want to be. Yep. Everyone else, say thank you very much. I'll consider it. Thank you very much. I'll consider it. it. If they're poor and they're trying to tell you how to be rich, don't listen to them. Go ask the rich guy how to be rich. Amen to that. What's the new habit you're going to create this year? Uh, I'm going to try and get up earlier. I get up at 530 right now. I'd like to be at five. Let's go. Every Monday, I'm up at like 2.15 to 3 a.m. Wow. And I just power my weeks, man. It's awesome. I get like four four hour head start on the rest of the world. It's a competitive advantage. It just is. 100% reason why I'm doing it too. That's great. Yeah. What bad habit are you going to break? Uh, bad habit I'm going to break. Uh, food, junk food, sugar. Let's go, man. I'm going to yeah. tell you about what I do in a minute. And then you're going to like, oh, I got to hire this guy. This guy's the best. <laughs> I am your break glass in case of emergency, my yes. friend. All right. Pick three words to describe who you are now. Uh, happy, uh, aware, and uh, motivated. Nice, man. That sounds like a fun kid. Like a yeah. kid that's doing life, man. Pick three For words sure. to describe who you were your first year in this business. Uh, scared, alone, and uh, worried. Man, that sounds like a lot of adults, a lot of parents. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And last question, if you could come back to life after you died, look your family and friends in the eye and give them only one piece of advice about true success in life and mm-hmm. business, what would you say to them, Chris? I saw a guy, uh, so there's a little longer answer. I saw a guy, he expressed this in a video that I totally was like, that was it right there on this question. He was a very billionaire and they said, well, what's the, what does success look like? And he says, success looks like your adult children want to be with you. And I was like, nailed it. And I got three adult children. I got one teenager and they all want to be with me. And so I'm like, I think I'm successful. I think if I, they, they want to talk to me and I love them, by the way, my 23 year old turned 23 today, Abby, happy birthday to her. Um, you know, and so, uh, that, what I, that's what I think success looks like. Amen to that. All right. So you marketed your client on my show. You just did a shout out birthday, birthday shout out <laughs> to your daughter. Like, dude, stop using me, man. Let's go. <laughs> All right. What is, uh, give a homework assignment to Startup Nation. What is one action you're going to tell them to take this week to grow their, their business, man, and to stand out in their niche? Okay. Well, here it comes again. Go buy my book. Trust me, I'm a consultant. And it's going to tell you how to do your job as a consultant or coach better than you're doing it right now, hopefully. Or hopefully you can take something from that book that you're not currently employing and it can make you more successful as a coach or as a consultant. And that's why I wrote the book. But the book is all about how to do independent coaching and consulting and how to do it effectively and how to do it right. When I started 13 years ago, I didn't have a roadmap. And that's why you got those answers from me that you got fear, uncertainty, doubt, right? In that first year, especially of consult, I didn't have a roadmap. I didn't know what I was doing. So I wrote that book for people who are trying to figure out how to get out of a J-O-B and go be successful and own their own time in consulting and coaching. And that book is written for those people that it's hopefully written for you, right? Uh, As the listener of this podcast. And so I hope that you'll buy it. And I can't figure out how to change the price on the book right now. So the ebook's 99 cents. So hurry up and go buy it for 99 cents. And you don't have to get the paperback for 20 bucks. You can get the ebook, right? consume that information. And then if you hate it, you know, what Joseph was saying earlier about, well, Hey, if you hate it, tell me, hate. go write a review. Go, go tell me you hate it in the review, but I don't think you're going to hate it. I don't think you're going to hate it. (laughs) I like it. All right. Startup nation. Did you enjoy this episode? Did we add so much value to your life? Mostly Chris, my guest, if you did go write an Apple podcast review, just praising him and, and the value that you took away and the action you're going to take, the commitment you're going to make, uh, write an honest review. Go do it right now. Use those thumbs, right? Do those big fingers and type it on your phone and write that review right now. And uh, if we like what you write, we'll probably give you a shout out live on the show, right? Just to give awesome. you a little a little kudos out there. Uh, Chris, what's the best way for Startup Nation to get in touch with you, bro? Go to, I'm all over social. I'm all over it. Like you can find me on LinkedIn. I'm in slash Chris Knudsen. My website for the book is sevenfigure.consulting. There's not .com in there. It's just sevenfigure.consulting. And uh, it's pretty easy to find me online. Send me an email. Let's strike up a conversation. All right, Chris, thank you for being on your first 100K. I wish you God's love, peace, and joy in your life, my friend. Thanks, Joseph. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Cheers. Are you a dad over 40? Are you overeating, over drinking, or failing your family? Brother, if you're overweight watching porn or drinking more than once a week, then listen up. If you're struggling in your marriage or finances, you've lost your power as a man. What's even worse is that other men can smell weakness on you. When a man lacks confidence, he stinks of weakness. 
People could smell it on him a mile away. People and opportunities will avoid him because he's carrying a deadly disease called powerlessness. Remember back when you used to feel invincible, you were in your power, when you were unstoppable, back when you were the man? But how do you feel now, brother? Are you tired all the time, unmotivated, stressed, worried about the future? So what the heck changed? What happened to you? I'll tell you, you became undisciplined. You've been slipping for years, haven't you? You eat like crap, you half-ass your workouts, your health is slipping, your finances are slipping, your marriage is slipping, your parenting is slipping, your confidence is slipping. A pile of slips leads men to a big fall. How do I know? Because I'm you, brother. You are me, I am you. Brother, you're out of power. I'm in my power. Let me help you get your power back. Apply for our shredded father's brotherhood where husbands, dads, and businessmen over age 40 are getting shredded and staying ripped for life. Go to shreddedfathers.com. Limited spots are available. Brother, your wife and kids are waiting for you to step up and lead them. Brother, wake up. Move.